This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met here on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of it as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that their nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they have thus far so nobly carried on. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Okay, welcome. It is Saturday, 19 November, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Four score in uh, or 79 years. Four score and 79 years uh, from that um, amazing, amazing, obviously, speech, greatest speech in um, American history, the Gettysburg Address. It is the anniversary of it today in uh, Gettysburg. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in um, President Lincoln and what the uh, what that speech means for the unfinished work and the task ahead. And there is a lot of news going on today about the task ahead and what we're going to do. I want to go first to uh, MatchLab. Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice, down in uh, Mexico City, CPAC, Mexico, which has just been extraordinary. I was very honored to be able to address the audience yesterday, and I got to tell you, the feedback I got was absolutely incredible. Um, 
been uh, ask Matt just uh, what's been the response so far. I mean, I know when Matt conceived it and invite Pasobic and myself and you and others to go down and uh, and, and and talk to folks in there. But had he uh, really understood how big an impact this was going to have? I answer the question. Yeah, go for okay. it. Hey, yeah. Steve, how are you? Uh, hey, you know, Matt. I, I, you know, Steve, kind of a theme. How are you, my friend? Thanks for speaking to this crowd yesterday. You really could hear a pin drop. It's amazing when Steve Bannon speaks at a CPAC. It's like everybody stops, even like the wait staff. Everyone's stopping and watching the televisions and everything else. But, you know, it's everything we've done on the CPAC journey for almost a decade now. I actually don't know what's around the corner. I, I feel like we're taking what seemed like responsible and the right steps. And what I what I sense in Latin America, Steve, is almost every politician who came up to talk to me who's running for the presidency or playing an active role or donors who are trying to turn their countries around, they all want this. You know, there's there's a there's there's a connectivity that's missing between grassroots people in all these countries and what happened in America in 2016 with Donald Trump and all these movements around that you know, culminated in Brazil in this terrible election they just had. And we just got to connect these people together. It's not because we're trying to make an international cabal. It's that people have lost hope. They've lo- they feel like it's all rigged against them and there's, there's no way to, that they can save their country. And then they come to an event like this and they're just inspired. It's almost like a, it's almost like a religious revival. Matt, uh, one thing, uh, you know, Eduardo Bolsonaro addressed the, the audience yesterday. And as you know, the war room, we hold the, the Bolsonaro's in highest regard. But there's something going on in Brazil that's – and it's even like here in the country that it's beyond just President Trump. It's beyond any one individual, the Trump movement. And you see it in, in Brazil. You have millions of people on the streets protesting, pr- trying to protect their constitution from Lula and these radical judges. Do you think the CPAC – when you did CPAC Brazil, that that was really one of the initiation points of this? Because this is far – beyond just an individual politician. This is a movement that's really speaking about freedom and liberty. You know, I got a chance to talk to Eduardo last night, who's an amazing young man, and I think he has a great future ahead of him if he wants to stay in politics, if they don't put him and his father in jail. And this is the problem we face now in America with Donald Trump and they face in Brazil and we face in all these countries is, uh, you know, when the left are corrupt and they go to prison, that should happen. When the right is corrupt... They should go to prison. But when the right is just expressing their views, they shouldn't go to prison. And what I asked Eduardo last night, Steve, was I said, you know, CPAC came when you were in power and it was fun. Thousands of people chanting and dancing and singing and just expressing their views, uh, which comport, you know, pretty clearly with what's going on in America. But now they need CPAC more than ever because they're out of power. This terrible election just happened. Millions of people uh, are taking to the street now for I don't know how many days, 18 days. And. And 18, 19 days, and they're, but they're also, you know, this could go a lot of directions, and we got to keep their enthusiasm going. We got to keep their eyes on the prize, which is, we got to get right back in this thing. They got to take every step they can to try to overturn these results, but then they got to do the next thing, which is build this political movement and make it stronger. So, CPAC, I think, is going to be more important when people are out of power than when they're in power. You know, the Atlanticist in in Washington and in the Acela corridor of of New York, Wall Street, and Boston. And Cambridge and Harvard and all that, they're focused on the Eastern Russian speaking border of Ukraine. Latin America is on fire right now. I mean, the, 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 the left wing movements there, isn't it time for us to focus like our founders wanted to on this hemisphere to make sure that we can, we can focus on exactly? Cause I gotta tell you, if, if all these governments flip 
like they're doing. You're going to have one. You're going to have Venezuela after Venezuela, and that's just going to put massive pressure on our southern border. Matt Schlapp. That that's exactly right. That's what people need to understand, which is. Uh, what the message from Eduardo Verastegui here in Mexico and Eduardo Bolsonaro and all these other leaders in these Latin American countries is that communism is on the rise, Steve. Like, we thought we beat this thing when the wall came down. I think we were focused on Europe, as you're saying. We're like, this thing's licked. We got a peace dividend. Hey, let's go start a bunch of social programs. And in the meantime, the commies rebuilt and they are ferociously strong in these areas. And we're going to have I think another big protest outside the hotel today, the president of Mexico uh, came out against CPAC and called us fascists and said we are trying to encourage violence here um, in Mexico. So, like, why would the president of Mexico take us on so harshly, take on Eduardo Verastegui so harshly? It's because they know that we've got this figured out. We know they're on the move and we're going to counter them. Now, it's not our organization that's going to do the work. It's all the people that are going to do the work. And, you know, this is critical. If we lose Latin America yeah. to the communists, I don't know if we ever get it back again. It's the same thing we feel about America. You know, we use euphemisms in America, progressives and everything else. It's all the same cause. But I will give these guys credit, these protesters that are here at the hotel that were here yesterday. They got balls. They got Lenin. They got Stalin. They got the red flag. They got the hammer. And so there's yeah. no euphemism with these commies in Latin America. Yeah. They're full yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how can people uh, get uh, either watch it today or how can they are you going to put a video of the highlight reel of this? Because this is I think it's much more powerful than anybody envisioned. My phone blew up all night last night of, of folks down there, but also people that caught some of the the different uh, the different uh, speeches. And, and people are very jacked up about this. So how do they get more access to it, more information? Just go to CPAC.org uh, or conservative.org. It's all being live streamed. And, you know, Mercy, as she does every morning at like 630, talks to her mother. And because uh, that's what every Cuban woman does. And uh, her mother <laughs> says it's all over Miami. So you, you, you're right, Steve. It's like uh, the, the, the Hispanic communities in America are also following this because yeah. they all fled communism. They're scared to death. It's on the rise. Amazing. Matt Schlapp. Uh, Matt, what's your uh, what's your uh, social media so people can follow you? I know your 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 Mercedes is off the watch on your uh, Twitter account again. She's off. She was fired. <laughs> she was fired at M Schlapp on all the major platforms. And we're putting out, you know, we went to a, a shelter yesterday for girls uh, who've been rescued from tr uh, child trafficking. It's a big problem here as the cartels get more. Uh, get more uh, strenuous. You know, that's the other thing that CPAC does is we start off with masks this morning. We go out into the community. It's not just about politics. It's about helping human beings. And, you know, to all the good people out there, the people with the white hats, there's more of them than there are of us. We just got to link arms and make this happen. Matt Schlapp, thank you very much. I look forward to having you on next week. I want to talk about the special counsel next week when you get back in the States. So thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, I'm so sick about that. Thank you, Steve. Unbelievable. ACU. Uh, guys, hang on for just one second. We're going we're gonna to come right back to you. Let's play. Can we play Eduardo Bolsonaro? Can we play uh, Vestergas? Uh, let's go ahead and play a couple of the clips. Eduardo, Eduardo from America, can I ask you one question? Yes, sir. Uh, the importance of the event today uh, in, in regards to what we see going on in America, the, the attack, the globalist, communist attack on, on America, and then also on Mexico, your message to the American people. Well, I said before that we are not just neighbors, we are brothers and sisters, and together we are stronger, and let's make America and Mexico great together. Amen. Why not? And that's what I'm doing, that's what I'm 
That's why I brought uh, CPAC to Mexico to show that we are um, more united than what, than what many people think. And um, so, God bless America, God bless Mexico. Amen. We're brothers, together, we're stronger. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, that's uh, Eduardo Vertagas, who actually was the uh, initiator, kind of brought it down there. I want to bring in Ben Burkwam and uh, Oscar Blue, um, Ramirez. Uh, ben, go to you first. Uh, tell us how important was that? He gave a great talk yesterday, too. And how important is he as a leader down there in this movement? Well, as Matt Schlapp was just talking about, Steve, the connection between what's going on in Latin America, the Western Hemisphere, uh, this move of communism. And as you mentioned, too, the fact that we're focused on borders in Russia and, and uh, Eastern Europe and not focused on our own borders. It ties right to what's going on here in, in Mexico with uh, Eduardo Verastegui and, and the other political figures down here. That's why it's so critical that this event is going on. The, the leftists, the communists of the world do not want us to unite. It's their MO from the beginning. They use division and distraction. That, those are the two weapons they primarily use. And the more that we come together, and you heard that from Eduardo, he doesn't want to just see America be made great. He wants Mexico and America to be made great under uh, God as the foundation. And that, that's really the key. It's God, family, country. That's, that's the movement that you see coming together. And that's also why you see the left freaking out so much using terms like fascist and bigots and all the same lies and, and nonsense they use uh, to try to divide us. But the reality is this is happening and they can't stop it. As long as we continue to unite, they can't stop it. Uh, Oscar, your, 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 your thoughts, brother, you've done more and gone into more tough uh, regions of Mexico than anybody. Your thoughts, sir. Eduardo Verástegui is going to be the new, uh, and he is the new conservative leader. Uh, yesterday, he was attacked by leftist media, and, and 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 sadly, he was questioned about what he was going to do if he's going to run for president. And he said, "I'm trying to bring this conservative movement to bring awareness of what is happening in our country. I'm not trying to run for president. I'm not trying to get into politics. But ultimately, I'm trying to bring this awareness to our platform to see and for everybody to see that the leftists and the globalists are taking advantage of our freedom, and not only they're destroying the United States of America, but Central and South America, it is really important what Eduardo Verástegui is doing right now is bringing CPAC for the first time to, to Mexico, to the country, and ultimately to the message that he's bringing, the speakers that he's bringing to the table. It is just massive. Okay, uh, short break. We're going to come back. We're going to be in CPAC uh, Mexico, but here's the key thing. The Republican House on offense again. Notification sent last night to Mayorkas. Massive investigation coming, massive hearings coming. We're going to get into all of it about the invasion on our southern border next in the world. Eduardo, from America, did they, did they steal Brazil like they stole America, the election? Pretty much the same way. We have a lot of questions. Our party is doing uh, suggesting for the electoral courts and a deep investigation because you have a lot of evidences. Unfortunately, they are not doing that. That's why people are still in the streets. Today, we have 18 days that people are in the streets protesting, not only that because they do not want a criminal again in the presidency, but also because the way that the campaign uh, happened in Brazil. And this evidence is about the machines is only one thing. We have much other things that the electoral court didn't go in a, in a right way during the campaign. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless Brazil. 
no creen en las fuentes de la prensa de Brasil, la gran prensa. Tienen todo el abierto en la internet. Busquen por la internet y ahí tomen sus propias conclusiones. Se van a mirar que las cosas no se pasaron bien en Brasil. God bless you, sir. Eduardo Bolsonaro here in CPAC, Mexico. You heard it from him. Uh, same thing we saw in 2020. Same battle there. They're fighting. They're not stopping. Okay. Um, how do I frame this? We have a ticking time bomb. You know, and this is what was so great about what MTG and Matt Gage did yesterday. It's up on our getter if you want to go see a video that was made of it. Uh, putting And you saw Morning Miko with the complete total meltdown in Ukraine. They understand that the Ukraine money is going to be cut off, right? And there's going to be huge audits and investigations of what happened to that money. And I think you'll eventually see criminal charges brought on the scam that is Ukraine, the money laundering, the skimming off the top by the oligarchs, all of it. Um, and by the way, for the defense of the Ukrainian people, if Europe wants to step up, go for it. I have no problem whatsoever. They want to fight it out, fight it out. But as we said, you're going to get to a negotiating table, uh, you know, months from now. There's going to be the exact same thing you could have done in the first day, right? And and all those women and children would still be alive, not dead. Uh, the devastation would not come to the country. But what they, the Atlanticist, the um, the racist, uh, white, uh, Atlanticist elitist in Boston, from Cambridge to New York uh, to Washington D.C., the Acela Corridor, only want to focus on Europe and only want to focus on Ukraine. Uh, we have a ticking time bomb here in this hemisphere, as our founders, you know, always were focused on. And that is uh, Latin America right now, Central America and Mexico. And this is why you have an invasion on our southern border. They were having an invasion because the uh, Biden administration wants it and wants to process more people. Right. And you saw Schumer the other day. They want to give immediate amnesty and they're going to try to jam some amnesty stuff through this this lame duck. Watch it. That's what this lame duck's so important. Uh, so many things are going on. Number one, they have sent notification to Mallorcas about hearings, about the investigation, about what they want. And it's quite uh, it's up on Breitbart, an exclusive story. And they've got the letter. I want to talk to the guys about it. But also, you see, Latin America is on fire right now. And a couple of years ago, we had conservative governments. We had populist governments as President Trump came to power and people saw it. Now you've had a the, the, the international, uh, you know, communist movement which is very strong, you know, uh, push forward, not by the Russians, push forward by the Chinese Communist Party. That's the ones all over Brazil. This is going to have massive, not just geopolitical implications, going to have massive implications for your life. Go to Arizona, go to Texas. Right now, go to any city in the USA because every town's a border town. Every state's a border state with the fentanyl, the drugs, the cartels, all of it. It's only going to get, as much as we've talked about on the show, and I've been working on this thing for 12 years, It's getting worse day by day. And the reason is the elites want it to get worse. And you can see down and see that's a power of CPAC Mexico right now. It's bringing together all these populist nationalist forces. And they're saying, hey, we, we've got we think we've got the votes. We've got the people. But people have got to get organized. If this is not organized because the left is organized with massive amounts of capital, ma people like the George Soros of the world, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the party of Davos, many of the many of the uh, many of the the biggest uh, individuals in the financial capitals of the world, the the uh, global corporations. So, uh, Ben, and and uh, before we talk about the investigation, tell me about Eduardo. 
in, in Brazil, there's millions of people. You heard Tiermann yesterday. There's millions of people. The videos are unbelievable. This is beyond the Bolsonaros. So, guys, give us your assessment of Latin America. The because uh, you know no, Oscar's been down in the Darien Gap. What's the Darien Gap? The Darien Gap's just a funnel uh, down there where they come. They come through from Latin America. Talk us about your perspective. How how big a deal is this, guys? Well, to, to answer that, yeah, uh, I was actually down there with Michael Yan a few months ago, and what you see is just massive waves of people coming through. This was before Title 42 was gone, and where they're coming from are one or two places. They're flying into, when they're coming through the Darien Gap, either Brazil or Chile. And the, the people flying into Brazil, they, there are cartels all over the world that are training them on how to do this. As you mentioned, the CCP, the CCP has tentacles in almost every, well, it, really in every Latin American country. They're buying up the ports all over the world. Uh, they're buying up ports in Panama. And all of this is tied to that pushing. Most of the time, you don't even know it. You've got these, you know, these brain dead liberals coming out, pushing communism. They don't know that they're actually working for the CCP. And this is happening all over the world. If Brazil falls, there is no there is no wall to stop what's coming. Uh, that is that basically will be wide open to the transnational cartels, to the CCP, uh, and to any bad actor around the world that wants to come into America. The doors are going to be wide open. And as you heard Bolsonaro say, the connection, they saw it happen to us in 2020. And unfortunately, uh, we, we weren't able to overturn it. That's why they're fighting so hard right now in Brazil. They saw what happened to America and the implications. They know what's coming if they allow the fraud in Brazil to stand. And they're also really frustrated. I was speaking to some of the other Brazilians yesterday. They're frustrated mm -hmm. with our inaction to protect to protect uh, uh, America from it happening again. They saw, they saw they see what's happening in Arizona. They see what that happened in Pennsylvania and in Nevada. And now we're going into 2024, and they're worried it's going to happen again in America. So there are huge implications yeah. again, global implications. <laughs> Let me just I just want to make sure everybody understands. The Chinese Communist Party, the Liebenstrom, the the concept of living space, they see Brazil as the uh, the, the jewel in the crown as far as resources go, right? That's why between the Amazon and and the rest of Brazil, they want the rest of Brazil. I think they're prepared to have Macron and these international globalists uh, do some sort of mandate that they would manage. Uh, the Amazon and not the people in Brazil. This is what br the Brazilian people know. They're out in the streets. It's all about resources. This, this, all, about all resources. about resources. This are, it's about the, 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 the timber. They're, they're tearing yeah. down the forest. It's about the minerals under the ground. It's it's all about resources. Uh, Oscar, you've been down there. Is is Latin America on fire? And what should people in the United States be thinking about? I mean, you've put yourself in harm's way so many times about this. Give us your thoughts. Well, it's, it's falling little by little, and it is the leftist agenda. Eduardo Verastegui commented yesterday about it, about this mass migration, and they say these leftist agendas, they're using poverty and they're using insecurity to push people out. And sadly, right now, what is happening in Brazil is going to happen, that that is going to be the effect, that because of this leftist, you know, radical progressive agendas, they're going to push the Brazilian people out, and there's no wall, like they're saying, like Ben Berkwam is saying, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no wall between uh, every country, and it is going to be a massive effect coming to an to the north. And it's already happening in our country of, of Mexico. And the president of Mexico, AMLO, is trying to change the electrical, uh, you know, the boating into electrical uh, machines. That is, you know, another effect that is happening in, in the North America and also now in Central America. So the leftist agenda is progressively coming strongly into our countries. That is why CPAC right now, it is so important to bring that message out because it can actually, you know, bring the message to know what is actually happening in the parts like Brazil and also Central America and Mexico, sir. 
I, I want to ask about this. Uh, Breitbart's got the exclusive. We have the we have this story up. It's a letter from Jim Jordan uh, to Mayorkas, and it's pretty brutal. It lays through. This is kind of what you guys have been waiting for, right? To really get DHS and put them on the spot, preserve the documents. Here's a witness list. I mean, it, Ben, give me your thoughts first, and then Oscars on this uh, on the announcement. Really, of I would say, and I put it up on Getter. You know, the beginning of the impeachment process, but we don't want to use the I word because you got to do the investigations first. You must do it. Uh, walk us through, Ben, your responses. I want the audience to know Jordan in the House. And by the way, they're still having this huge fight or who's going to lead it. But I'm telling you, people are on fire over there. They put a shot across the bow of the Biden administration. Again, not related to Hunter. It's related to the invasion on the southern border. Uh, ben Burkwam. Yeah, this is a long time coming. Uh, speaking of when we were in the Darien Gap, we were actually there at the same time that Secretary Marcus and Secretary Blinken went down to visit, and they announced this idea of uh, a quote-unquote controlled flow. And what it is, is the United States working with the United Nations, America funding uh, an easier process for illegal immigration into our country. It is absolutely treason. We're paying for it. We were on the ground as we witnessed it. At what, what used to happen is at each country, you would have barriers to entry. You would have these countries protecting their own borders and, and a journey that would take potentially two months from Brazil or Chile to get to our southern border now could take two weeks or even less to a, a week to get there because basically they get to the border. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas has paid through the UN for, for buses and transportation to be there and shelters to be there. They get on the buses, they move to the next port, they move to the next port, and they move on to America. Rather than slowing the flow, they're, they're increasing the flow. And just for that alone, he should be impeached. He should be, uh, again, I'll use the word, he should absolutely be impeached. He should be incarcerated. What he's doing right now is breaking his oath to the Constitution and is uh, allowing the uh, unprecedented invasion of our country from a person whose number one job is to protect our country from that. The, Oscar? Somebody needs to be held accountable, Mr. Manning. Somebody needs to be held accountable. And this person is the one that needs to be held accountable for the hundreds of thousands of migrants that they have lost their lives in the Darien Gap and coming through with this open border agenda. I was just in Honduras and a lot of the migrants from Venezuela were saying, why you're doing it right now? Why are you trying to stop it or why are you trying to control it right now? What you should have done months and months ago and control that. And that is directly on the hands and on the hands of Alejandro Mayorkas. His hands are full of blood. He's the one that he needs to be held accountable for this massive migration, this all this trafficking of children. The, the, the cartels growing massively by month in Mexico, the collateral damage that he has caused not only to Central and South America, but to our country of Mexico has been great, has been enormous. So he needs to be held accountable for that. Guys, hang on uh, right there. We're going to take a short commercial break. We come back. OK, we're going to go from Mexico. We're going to go to Egypt. You got COP27. They've agreed to the framework for reparations, massive trillion dollars of reparations your country. Also, Joe Allen on digital currency and what's happening in the G20 in uh, Colombia. So understanding the reach of the Chinese Communist Party and exactly what's happening. And I'm telling you, Latin America is going to be a massive geopolitical issue for us. And this migration that is all caused by the falling of these governments is empowering the cartels. The cartel, the cartel war we're going to have to have. And I think that the Republican House is going to have to force the Biden administration uh, to really go to, to war with the cartels. You see in Abbott's declaration of um, of uh, the invasion of Texas, one of the things is to name the cartels as a transnational uh, terrorist organization. I think it's uh, far enough time he did that. On the other two other sides of the world, one in Egypt, 
it's called COP27. This is this annual climate conference that comes together. It causes nothing but problems, okay? There are significant things going on there that are not being reported because the mainstream media didn't want to touch this. John Kerry, first off, the EU, the big, here's the whole thing. The whole thing about this climate thing, it's not about the climate at all. It's not about environment at all. It's not about a better environment. It has nothing to do with that. This is about a transfer of power and wealth, okay, from Europe and principally the United States to third world dictators, including the Chinese Communist Party, right? This is the whole Paris Accord. China got uh, to do er everything they wanted to to pollute their earth and, and, and rise as an industrial power. And the United States was going to pay for it. Remember the gilet jaune, the yellow vest protest and almost brought down the French government a couple of years ago. That was working. That was the deplorables of France that were being taxed on their diesel fuel and other fuels. They were making the working class people in rural France actually pay for the Paris Accords, for the French participation. This, this is the way the scam, this is the way the con works. Okay. You have, and they've agreed to it. Instead of saying, we're not even going to have a discussion about this. It's ridiculous, these reparations. It's what they want is a massive transfer of wealth to third world dictators. If I, I can cut to the all the complexity, that's essentially what it is, reparations for climate damage. And John Kerry's been pushing this. The House has to make a huge, huge deal about this in this coming lame duck, where they're going to try to jam a bunch of stuff through, and in the and in the uh, in the new Congress, the Biden administration has to be outed and held accountable for this. At the same time, across the, the the other part of the world in Bali, it's the follow on from the G20. Remember, the G20 is the is the operating uh, apparatus now. That's the op that's the transnational. It's not the UN. It's the G20, right? The big economic powers coming together. Then they have all these sidebars, which gets Klaus Schwab and all these NGOs. And these NGOs almost like mini nation states. It's like during the time when Florence and Milan and Naples were their own independent nation states, right, back in, uh, back in the Renaissance. That's what these NGOs are. And so you're, uh, you know, this is why a, a country like Switzerland can have something like Davos, and Davos have such a huge power because it's a network. I want to go to Dave Walsh. For some regard, here's what's happening. As we warned you about these executive orders, the, these these executive orders that have uh, come through, and now they've got now they've got three. They've got the executive order on um, on um, digital currency, and Joe Allen's going to talk about us uh, the digital currency, which they're now putting into execution. You got the executive order on transhumanism, which they said, oh, it's a moonshot to save you from cancer. That's all a lie, right? That's spin. It's the it's the transhumanist uh, executive order because it says it in there. Now you've got this proclamation at the G twenty about the vaccine passports and the digitization really of, of a monitoring. This is about control. This is about control of every aspect of your life. Okay. I want to bring in Dave Walsh. Dave, you know, I was going to have you on the day, but you're, you're, you're now engaged in so many different activities, which I think is fantastic. You're becoming a major player in this movement of energy. What I wanted to have you on for, and we had actually Mike Adams from Natural News, this the piece they had on Reuters about the German government understanding they're in crisis mode and actually are now, you know, getting bags of cash ready to disperse to people because they're going to have rolling blackouts this winter in Germany, rolling blackouts. They've already forecasted it. And they, and to avoid social chaos, they're preparing for it. But then you have COP27. They're down there and they're like, they're in a different universe. What they're talking about, the types of, of, of things they're talking about implementing. It's, and this is the reason it's this cult of climate change. It's a cult of climate change. The mentality is so warped versus what's reality. 
And this is one of the reasons the, the world's going through an economic crisis. And this is one of the things that, that Steve Cortez and I say, the very first thing the House should do when it comes back in January, H.R. 1 should be a massive full um, American uh, energy dominance, full spectrum dominance on every aspect of energy, including sustainability and all those things that are 50 years off. Fine. Let's roll in the early stages of them, but full spectrum energy dominance. Tell us what's going on in COP, why it's always underreported, particularly in conservative media, uh, and how radical is this concept of, uh, of what they call loss and damage, which really reparation, sir? Steve, the COP27 loss and damage uh, reparations fund concepting was kicked off by this country. John Kerry's um, positioning behind doing something like this about two months ago and supporting in, in the background from U.S. level really helped kick this into high gear. It's got the fingerprints of China all over it because at the core of this, uh, COP27 is now celebrating, has twisted things to celebrate the fact that countries like Ethiopia, Zambia, and Kenya are models for the world in terms of their uh, emissions per capita. Ethiopia has a 1907 consumption of electricity per capita as the United States and Western Europe. Kenya has a 1910 consumption of equivalent consumption of electricity per capita. Zambia, 1927. These countries have collectively, um, Western Europe, for example, 48 times larger GDP per capita than the three countries I mentioned. They are not something to celebrate in terms of economic development, nor their emissions are based on very, very, very backward economic development. So this whole notion of celebrating them now as low emission countries compared to the West is, is lunacy. What they need, they need more carbon fuel-based, large-scale power generation sources, coal, nuclear, and gas, to, to uplift their economies into a, a chance to become a, a major player at some stage in the developed world. That's what they need, not not more suppression of the rest of the world to dumb down to their same level of GDP per capita. I mean, we're talking Ethiopia, $1,000 per person per year, GDP. Uh, Ghana, $1,100. Nigeria, $2,100 per person. Western Europe, $63,000 per person. The U.S., $67,000 per person. That, that, that That's the model of what you want. You want economic development, not the suppression of the Western world. The other part of this you know, the weather part, the um, the global population now 8 billion was 2.5 billion in 1950. The whole notion of the episodic rate of storms and ocean level rise is un completely unfounded. What we have is more development, more coastal populations. Yes, there's more monetary damage from storms because of population growth, because of economic development in coastal areas, not because science is all over proving this, not because of an episodic rate of storms. So the entire notion behind this is 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 unfounded in any scientific fact whatsoever. Just po the polar opposite of it. It, it it's a it's a it's a wealth transfer activity at, at its core. I, I want to make sure that everybody understands this. COP twenty seven is is agree in the EU without the support of the nations of Europe. Nobody put this forward to the people of Europe and your government without your support is in Egypt right now agreeing to actually work through a framework for what will be the most the most massive transfer of wealth in mankind's history. They've already taken your wealth here in the United States between the financial crash and what happened during COVID, this great concentration of wealth brought on by the Federal Reserve, right? Uh, you, they've already done that to you. Now they're about to transfer the little you got left, right, to third world dictators. 
Am I overstating that? I mean, essentially, this is reparations for for the industrialized West, the, the damage they've done to the environment. You've got to pay reparations to these third world tin pot dictators. Correct, sir? It is, it is reparations, and it's it's got the fingerprints of China all over it. China, for example, would not be a contributor into this reparations fund, into this loss and damage fund. China, who have the second largest military in the world, China, who have the second largest economy in the world, China, who emit more CO2 emissions than all of the OECD nations combined, China, who are building 22 coal-fired power plants as we speak, 1,000 megawatts plus, would be exempted from contributing to this loss and damage fund, in fact, be in part recipients of it. So uh, I'm here to tell you what this is about. It's, it's, it, their, their fingerprints in their manipulation of the uh, International Climate Change Panel of the UN are all over this, all over it. And yeah, the European, European governments actually stood up and said, hey, uh, we'll only look at this if China supports as a contributor into this fund. And that was one of the big uh, stumbling blocks that prevented this from passing four days ago. So at least at least the European nations stepped up and said, hey, China, if this is real, China needs to contribute yeah. uh, as opposed to be a recipient. Now, now it looks like the EU may be able to spin that and in, in they because they want this frame. Once they got the framework, trust me, we're in, we're in big problems. This is going to be like uh, the uh, the climate accord in Paris, which we had to pull out of TPP, which we had to pull out of. They're trying to constrain and, and basically destroy the United States. Uh, I want to go to eight, what HR1 ought to be. On January 3rd, they come in, after they swear everybody in, pick the speaker, bang. HR1, a full-spectrum energy dominance bill to shove right over to the White House and dare, or the the Senate, and dare the Democrats not to go forward with it and put a marker down for the American people. What should it entail, Dave, uh, Dave Walsh? We need to free up oil and gas production off the coast, in, in the Gulf, in Alaska. We need to approve the uh, the XL pipeline for its beneficial inputs to the U.S. in diesel fuel input core stock for diesel fuel from tar sands oil. We need to we need probably to incentivize refinery capacity expansions and building in this country for diesel and primary oil and gas. Uh, th- those things and and the pipeline capacity to bring pipelines not just to LNG export terminals, but also to rate-paying customers in the southeast, in the, in the southwest, in the northeast, having an equivalent access to gas as LNG export terminals do. All of that needs to be included. Uh, we, 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 we've got to go on this. The economic uh, havoc wreaked in inflation based on energy alone uh, will not be solved by rate increases, uh, interest rate increases, if we don't get at energy. Uh, it, it's at the no, core of the issue. It's central. Dave Walsh, how do people uh, follow you on social media? Thanks, Dave. I'm at the Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Appreciate the time. Dave Walsh, thank you. thank you, sir. Dave Walsh working away nonstop and making sure that we get a energy policy that is the appropriate energy policy for a great power like the United States of America. Okay, short commercial break. Back with Joe Allen about how the control of your life in places like Bali and Cambodia and these big meetings The Biden administration uh, behind the cloak of darkness is trying to strip you of even the small amount of control you have in your life now. All next in the war room. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. 
join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're not going to play the cold open with Jim Ricards. <laughs> I guess we're not. We're coming right back. It's a Saturday morning in the war room, baby. Okay, hold on. Before we do it, hang on. Now we're going to do it this way. Uh, go to mypella.com. Promo code WARROOM. You got the overstock sale that's going to kick off the big holiday sale. So make sure you get 90% off on certain items. But everything's got, virtually everything's got some discount to it. Buy one, get one freeze. Get ready for the holidays. Make sure you go to mypillow.com. Look, we don't get a lot of hours of sleep around the war room, but man, we get great sleep. And the reason is we use the products of MyPillow. So 90% off, uh, up to 90% off on the overstock sale. Go check it out. The way you get to, you can't get it in retail anymore. So you got to go through uh, the websites, mypillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Go check it out uh, today. Support Mike Lindell and, of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. Okay. Now that Denver, <laughs> Denver decided to do it, so I'm good. I'll get to pitch in now. Let's go ahead and play uh, the cold open for uh, Joe Allen. The cashless society is coming, but it has been coming since 1914, as I described in the chronology. It's an example of Karl Popper's uh, piecemeal social engineering. Um, just do it one slice at a time and no one will notice. Uh, there is an end game in sight. There is a reason for it, there is an agenda, and it is part of a total surveillance state. And if you say, um, is there any way out of this? Um, the answer is yes. Uh, physical gold, uh, by the way, I'm not a gold salesman, not a gold dealer. People say, uh, Jim, you're just trying to sell gold. I don't sell gold. I own some, I buy it, but I don't, I don't uh, sell it. Uh, and I, and yeah, don't overdo it. I recommend 10% of your portfolio. But the thing I love about gold is non-digital. You can't track it, you can't hack it, you can't freeze it, you can't seize it, not without a SWAT team. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, but it is a store of wealth, it's always money good, and uh, it holds up very well against inflation. I think everyone knows that. Land, land is not particularly liquid, it's not money in the sense that you can use it to buy groceries, but again, a very good store of value, non-digital. Um, and Bitcoin is completely digital, but at least so far, uh, the government hasn't been too successful, I say mildly successful at best, uh, at, uh, at tracking it and uh, inter interdicting it. Okay, so Joe Allen, uh, what does that have to do? You got Rickards there, Jim Rickards at uh, at Hillsdale from last year on the Great Reset, and now you've got uh, happening in both Bali and Cam but the G20 and the sidebar in Bali. Uh, they're talking about full steam ahead uh, with uh, vaccine passports, with digitization, everything on health. Here you got the executive order for transhumanism and the one for currency. Every one of these aspects, sir, correct me if I'm wrong, is about control of the individual citizen here in this country. Absolutely, it is. And, uh, you know, I've got that lecture posted up on my social media. Uh, anyone interested in the history of the agenda towards a cashless society should definitely check it out. Rickard goes back to the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913 and the initiatives in 1914 that uh, openly talked about a sort of, uh, you know, cashless society. And then he goes on to talk about Karl Popper's ideas um, in uh, the, the 50s, 1957. He talked about how communism and fascism were far too rapid in their approach to social transformation. 
that it should be piecemeal social engineering. And so Rickards does a very good job of showing how piecemeal on this long trajectory we have been moving inexorably towards a cashless society. I can remember as a teenager people talking about it, but we are at a point. But now hang on, hang on, ho, ho, ho. you don't, don't, yes. don't bury the lead. The lead is Karl Popper is the intellectual father of George Soros. George Soros, the Open mm. Society, all all the concepts of Karl Popper. That is the that that informs Soros's uh, thinking. He talks all the time. Is that is that Karl Popper's the Open Society concept is what's uh, is what is the execution of George Soros's plan. Continue on. Uh, but yes, young, uh, young, right young, now, young, young Master Allen pilot program. Uh, being put forward by the Federal Reserve in partnership with nine different banking institutions. That includes MasterCard, that includes Citibank, uh, that includes Wells Fargo. Uh, and this is a blockchain technology, right? So it's sort of an imitation of the model that Bitcoin is on. But of course, it will be controlled by the central bank. And to the extent that they can push us into a situation in which physical assets, and in particular physical currency, uh, is no longer valid and all exchanges are done digitally, it's very easy to shut off anyone's access to their money. It's easy to shut anyone off from uh, interaction with society. You cannot buy or sell without smart, so to speak. And you see that in China already. In a lot of these programs, there are central bank digital currencies rolling out across the world. China, with, with its digital yuan, really is the front runner of this. And it is, in many ways, the model. And you see the way in which China uses that digital, uh, not only the digital currency, but the digital surveillance, uh, the social credit score, in order to control its population and cut them off at will if they step out of line. We don't want that in America. And if it is not stopped, that is absolutely what is coming. The administrative state has taken many leads from China and China's authoritarianism. Talk, talk about the – we've got a minute uh, before we go to break, and I'm going to ask you to hang over. Talk, talk about the, uh, the this proclamation in uh, in uh, at the G20. Nothing could be scarier than what was in this proclamation. Yeah, you know, the three elements I keep hammering on. Number one, uh, the digitization of health care and also the digitization of the food systems. Uh, number two – uh, the sort of uh, international exchanges for vaccine technologies, and of course the attached uh, digital, global digital vaccine passport. Uh, and, and number three, you've got the uh, the, the digitalization of the, the the medical system itself, so that uh, you, you uh, quite literally have a sort of uh, a linguistic connection with the language in the Biden. Uh, uh, initiative that was put forward earlier this year in which they you know, are talking about genetic engineering and so on. So in, in, in a tight nutshell, we'll talk about it more coming back, but all of these are connected. The Biden initiative towards digital currency, the Biden initiative towards the yes. uh, biotechnology and biomanufacturing, and of course the digital passport. This is all inextricably linked, okay? It's not a conspiracy. It's, they lay it right there in front of you. As I said, there's no conspiracies up in your grill. People that don't, you know, they call conspiracy theorists, right? How about complicity? The complicity group. Just they comply. Okay, short commercial break. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you 
I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 